everyone, and welcome to episode 456 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week, kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Good morning, Seth. Like I was telling you guys, I went to sleep at 9 p.m. I am refreshed. <laughs> I, I am so refreshed. <laughs> I know your pain. Getting old. I, I do the same thing. I turn on the Sunday night football game. I'm, I'm going to watch it. And then at halftime, I fall asleep. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so old. Krim, how are you this morning? Did you get a good night's, a good night's sleep? <laughs> well, I'm not going to like I'm not going to say I did, but I will say. Yo, we got. I I I am freshly awake to some really good news. <laughs> yeah. So Krim uh, yeah. was very asleep until he saw some news. He's like, yeah. "Whoa, whoa!" Yeah, there's there's some interesting maybe news that we're gonna talk about that just kind of leaked out this morning. But oh, anyways, the overview forecast today. We want to talk a little bit more about uh, draft boosters slash play boosters. Uh, there's a kind of a conversation about what's wrong with modern, and then of course we got. Fallout spoilers. Also wanted to talk some Universes Beyond stuff. Kind of some tier ranking of Universes Beyond. In part because of Fallout. And in part because of some interesting leaked news that we'll get to in a little bit. But before we get into all of that... We have a sponsor today in Card Conduit, and Card Conduit's the easiest way to sell your magic cards. And if you ever get tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing, Card Conduit lets you skip them. You can use their curated service and send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a 5% service fee. And if you want to do a bit of work, you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. Either way, you're going to get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once your order is processed. And you can even get another 10% off by heading over to Card conduit.com slash mtg goldfish card conduit they're the easiest way to sell your magic card so thank you to card conduit for supporting the show and let's talk some magic and let's start with these these two kind of oddball topics before we get into uh, all the universes beyond stuff so number one there's this quote that was a, a pretty big source of conversation over the past week so last week we talked about set boosters draft boosters going away play boosters replacing them so as this whole conversation was going on there was a post from mark rosewater on twitter that said if we didn't do anything draft boosters were going away this whole change was to save drafting in other limited formats so people picked up on this quote and it was like a big thing oh my god they're trying to kill limited mark later uh but later clarified that what he meant was draft boosters were going to go away because of market forces. Essentially, apparently they weren't selling enough of them. So they were going to go away because of that. And it wasn't that they were actually trying to kill limited. Everyone loves limited. What do you make of what do you make of this quote? Like were draft boosters really so unpopular that they were going to just be deleted from the product line? Was Watsy trying to kill limited? Uh. Yes. his fault. So, okay. okay. This is this is like so stupid. Okay. So, in, in the beginning, Watsy had draft boosters. And then they invented set boosters and collector boosters. And when they invented set boosters, they told all the stores, they told everyone, you should market set boosters. Do not market draft boosters. They're for draft players or whatever. If someone comes into your store, they want, they want to buy some magic, set boosters is where they're at. Right? And, uh... It apparently worked, right? Over time, set boosters became the default, but that was like totally Watsy's strategy. So if they turn around, they're like, well, no one's buying draft boosters anymore. You're like, well, that was your plan and it worked. So congratulations. So 
Anovitis, right? So they wanted to kill Draft, or they wanted to kill the Draft Booster. Maybe they didn't understand that if they killed the Draft Booster, Draft would be killed along with it. That seems like a, a logical conclusion they should have reached, but they wanted this. They wanted Set Boosters to succeed, and, and they did. And now Draft Boosters are gone, so well done, Wizards. I, I don't know. They did it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, like... I don't think they set out to kill Limited. They actually said, like, I guess it's up to you whether you believe them or not, because, you know, PR, corporate speak, all that stuff. But they said that wasn't the goal. And I think I believe that that wasn't the goal. I know that they did pull uh, push set boosters very, very hard when they came out. So I think maybe maybe it's just bad planning. We've talked before about Watsi's like internal communication not being very good. So it seems realistic to me that like marketing would be pushing set boosters really hard because they cost a little more and they're more profitable and they didn't really connect with organized play or whatever that, oh my God, if this like super takes off and draft boosters die, then limited's kind of like screwed and then they had to scramble and try to fix it. But I think you're very right that it like, this did happen because of choices Watsy made, right? They chose to kind of minimize draft boosters and push set boosters, and now they have to figure out a way out of it. Hopefully it's a good way out of it with play boosters, but I guess, listen to it. We spent most of last week's cast on play boosters, so if you want a big breakdown of play boosters, check that out. What do you think, Grim? Like, is Limited on the way out? Was it on the way out before this change? Was it on it? Was it? It had to be in before it was on its way out, right? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like... <laughs> Hold on, sorry. What is what is a draft? Like, like, what the hell is a draft? Drafted. They, they, they would buy their booster box for you know the cards and like, oh, I have this box. I might as well draft with some friends. And it was that was always a thing, right? Tomer yeah. drafts. I I know Tomer actually like buys his boxes and drafts with them. I'm curious how popular limited. Like, you go to LGSs on occasion, Kramer. Right? I live in the boonies, so I don't have LGSs close. Like. Is drafting a big thing at LGSs? Do you go to LGS and people are just like hanging out, firing draft pods, or is everyone playing commander or like whatever? Uh, so again, like if there, I will be honest, right? Okay, like yes, obviously, I think draft does exist. I think somebody plays it, and the point here is a lot of people actually do. Um, I it's actually one of the few events that you can say consistently probably would fire. Right, like like constructed events, like you know, standard pioneer, all these things. These are these are on and off, right? Like they, but my LGS, the one that you will always see is that there is going to be some kind of limited event going. So, I it gets like you know, jokes aside, I do think it gets worse now a little bit. It's going to be a little bit harsher if it's a little more expensive. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's it's uh, I. I think this is a. I actually do. Outside of the price change, I think the consolidation of everything actually is a good thing. Yeah. And yes, draft boosters are that unpopular because why would you ever buy it, right? Like, and now it's like, hey, check it out. I have an additional rare that I can't force into my Demir deck. So, like, you know, like this. This is. I don't know. I, I think this is actually good. I think this is a. Believe it or not, I do think this is a good thing. Wait, good thing for. Draft for players drafting, a good thing draft for players. players. <laughs> I think it's a good thing for draft players. Okay. Out, outside so, of the price increase. Yeah. So I would say that this is very similar to 60 card formats or like say standard, right? Like Wizards never sat down in a meeting and said, we're going to kill standard. Like that's the plan, right? Like they, they never did that. They never said that we're going to kill limited. 
But what they've done is they made a bunch of choices to cater to, say, commander players, right? And those choices have led to the decline of standard, to the decline of modern, and to the decline of limited now. So while, yes, they're not explicitly killing these formats, they are not helping them, and they are putting all their resources into commander, and then these other formats have to bear the consequences. So, like, I think that would be an inaccurate interpretation of what they're doing, and they're not, you know, and there's... You know, some team of like five standard players in Watsi, like, oh no, we gotta save standard, right? And they try their best to save standard, but then you have like 400 people working on Commander and like they get outvoted, like similar to Limited, right? I'm sure there are a bunch of Limited champions at Watsi trying to save Limited, and like this is the best they can muster up because the whole company is like all in on, you know, Secret Layer, Universes Beyond, Commander, etc. I will also say, even though I like play boosters for Limited personally, the overall feedback from limited players that play a lot has actually been negative to us. So I was actually surprised because my gut take was like, oh, this will be fun to open more rares. And then a lot of the like heavy drafters are like, I hate rares. Rares ruin my experience. So it's been like <laughs> actually like a negative reaction from the super hardcore like I draft, you know, whatever, 40 hours a week streamer crowd of limited. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out in the end. Well, next up, speaking of a. Uh, of issues in magic there was a post on reddit that i thought was interesting and it was about what is actually the problem with modern right now and the title of the post was up a beanstalk should be left alone the evoke elementals are the problem so that title actually kind of sums up the argument up a beanstalk's fine the evoke elementals are what's making it broken i'm curious what do you think is actually the issue with modern? Is it the evoke elementals? Is it up a beanstalk one ring like the card advantage engines? Is it cascade? I think cascade is like a dark horse that doesn't get talked about enough as being like a mechanic that ends up exacerbating a lot of these issues. What do you think the actual issue is? Like if, if there was something we could, one thing you could do to fix modern as much as you could with one change, what, what would you put your finger on for that change? What would it be? Like I, I, I've been saying that I I feel like modern is is lost, and I I will continue to say that. And there's so many reasons why, but yeah, like I I don't think up the beanstalk is like the 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 uh, like the catalyst of all this. I think there's many things that have combined together, and a lot of it just comes from the fact that yo, modern horizons and all the free spells and everything just like it's like like. I, I, this is gonna sound bad. I know I'm not allowed to say this, so you know, yeah, you can you can, you can yell at me now. The internet, the modern is just Yu Gi Oh now. Modern is actually just Yu Gi Oh. Like like every, everybody. I yeah no no no. But the thing here is, it it modern is one player plays Yu Gi Oh while the other person brings a magic deck, right? And okay. <laughs> so so I don't like that, right? I, I the the problem here is. Only the, the, the elementals, the evoke elementals, gets to play Yu-Gi-Oh! And then everyone else is like, and I brought my magic deck. Check this out. <laughs> so I think there's too many. For a game that has a resource system, this whole archetype ignores resources. Except for maybe the cards in their hand, right? So, yeah. But this is where Beanstalk comes in. This is the part two of it. Well, now there's no cost because they're actually not going down cards. Right? They're just going up cards. Yeah. And heaven forbid they have multiple. And now, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not upset about one thing, though. That stash of Elder Deep Fiends I've had. Hey, the, the, <laughs> those are that card is like actually like picking up steam right now. 
Because Elder Deep Fiend being able to just, you know, flash it, emerge it in with the ETBs on the stack of the elementals. That I'm just actually like, does I, sound sweet. <laughs> right? Like, like it's like, dude, there's so... And then on top of that, that also triggers the beanstalk. So... So, uh, so Krim, you gotta ban one of those things. Do you ban beanstalk or do you ban the elementals like you you, you ban you the elementals the okay you ban the you ban the so, elementals so you would agree with the post then that up a beanstalk not the actual problem the elementals are the problem and beanstalk is just taking advantage of uh the elementals power essentially yes what do you think richard is it up beanstalk so I, I played a something else up the beanstalk this week and the, the deck is disgusting disgusting on so many levels <laughs> And I, there, there, there's two things, right? So Krim talks about cost reduction, right? This is, if you just made the cards cost what you actually pay to play them, everything would work out, right? Because if the elementals had a zero on top and they were appropriately tuned for a zero cost, things would be good, right? But we've seen this problem in all of magic, like literally all of magic, right? Phyrexian mana, what was wrong with it, right? You, you had cost reduction on life and Watsi didn't balance it correctly, right? Like, if you pay too much life card, it's unplayable. If you pay too much life card, it's insane, right? And, you know, you had the mental misstep problems. So we're like, oh, well, what about, like, Graveyard as a resource? Well, Delve, <laughs> right? Treasure Cruise, <laughs> Dig Through Time, all that crap is broken too, right? Because you're like, oh, we'll just use Graveyard as a substitute for mana. And then people surely can't figure out how to abuse this. And then they figure out how to fill up the Graveyard real fast, and then bam, right? So with... With elementals, it's like, okay, you pitch a card. Surely that's fair. Force of will, right? People have such good card advantage nowadays that it's ridiculous, that it doesn't matter, and that you actually draw cards off your free spells. It's like zero mana, ancestral recall, swords your thing. And you're like, what the heck just happened, <laughs> right? But here, here's why this deck is so disgusting. Cascade is the other thing that <clears throat> Seth hinted at. If you have a two mana sideboard card for your matchup, you're good to go. <laughs> Right? Like you put four of those in your deck, right? You now effectively have 12 targets to get to it. So you, you can cascade with Bloodbraid Elf and, and Charlotte's Agent. So, you know, they play what? Mnemonic Betrayal, which like lets you cast a creature from the other person's deck. Hilarious. <laughs> you play Tron, you play Titan, you play anything. <laughs> they cannot win, right? Because yep. you're like, I have like literally a billion sideboard cards for you that are like backbreaking for your deck, and I'm just going to get them every single game. So you better beat me before that. And these decks just can't handle it. So Cascade is broken because, again, Cascade is a mana cheating thing. Like Rhinos, you're supposed to suspend. But what happens if you don't suspend them? They just come out and it's kind of broken, right? So cost reduction. They just got to remove all cost reduction from the game and make cards cost what you actually you know use to, 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 to play the cards. And everything will be fine. Like if you actually played five drops... With up the beanstalk, it's fine. Yeah, oh, that, like, yeah, that would up actually the beanstalk, be rag tusk, like go for it. <laughs> yes, oh. go for it. You're good, <laughs> right? So, so you would be also looking at vocal elementals then as being the real problem, and also cascade maybe too to a lesser extent. Well, up, up the beanstalk is in one deck. Yep. Evoke elementals are literally the entire <laughs> format. Every archetype, every deck <laughs> is running elementals. Right? It's 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 like the the fake standard diversity. Right? Oh, you can play any deck you want in modern. As long as you run Evoke Elementals. <laughs> and then, you know, you can build around them however you want, and you can build control, aggro, combo, whatever, with Evoke Elementals. I don't know how we get out of this issue, but I, I also agree that it's the it's the free spells that are the the real issue. Like, up a beanstalk, 
should be an okay card. Like when I first saw it, I wasn't even that impressed with the card. But after you actually play with it in the context of modern of these evoke elementals and leyline bindings and cascade to tutor up consistently, it's an obscene card in that context. So I, I feel like how do we get out of this problem though? Like you can't you can't get rid of all the evoke elementals and all the cascade cards. Like how do we how do we move forward from here? Is what my big concern is. Do you just Errot them? Do you ban them? Like, is they're always gonna be there unless you do something, right? That's how even cards. If if you want to evoke Muldrifter, go yeah. for it, right? Yeah. But you take the five Modern Horizons cards. You take the like how many we have like three, four Cascade spells that are actually played. Like you could like if there was just one like Blood Braid Elf, whatever, right? Like remove yeah. all the three mana ones. Yep, and there you go. Like uh, like just like we we have determined that Dredge should never be allowed to exist. We will determine that Cascade should never be allowed to exist. And then we'll just ban the elemental cycles because that that was just a mistake. And I think Wizards has to just be aware of the older formats. Like, up a beanstalk in the context of standard or draft is great, but like evoke elementals leyline binding like even a card like leyline binding which in standard is a good removal spell that is probably healthy to exist and rewards you for playing all the colors in modern it becomes like pretty overpowered in the context of the format where it's like one mana but actually it's six mana so you can still cascade and play it and like cheat on the mana cost so i hope wizards is more aware of making mana cost matter in the future because i think uh i think that's a big part of what the current problem with modern is it's just like mana costs not mattering the way they should but let's so move like, on. Like, oh, go ahead. Everyone's one, one playing Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort I, I of. I actually want to try Yu-Gi-Oh now. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but if, if you're not familiar with Modern or, or Up the Beanstalk deck, right? Like, Commandeer is a playable card and very oh, yeah. good in Modern. Pitch just two to like cards, 30 bucks. take a spell, seven mana is playable because you're just going nuts with Up the Beanstalk and drawing cards or, you know, stuff like that, right? So that's, that's how ridiculous we are. Like, a seven drop is playable because... You actually draw from up the beanstalk too, so you it's like it's like a card draw <laughs> spell. I I I played the deck. I played the deck this week. A video is going to be going up on the YouTube because you were telling me just like how busted it was, and I heard other people saying crazy things about like up a beanstalk better than the one ring and all this stuff. So I had I had to find out for myself and. My God, that deck's absolutely it's like it's absurd. I to the point where I think they actually might have to do something about it at some point. Like, I, I think it's actually possible. This is the deck that puts it over the top for the elementals or the cascade or something. Although, knowing Watsy, it's probably like they actually ban up a beanstalk. Because they're like, oh, oh we don't oh, want to oh, buy oh. five mythic. So let's just ban up a beanstalk and we'll pretend like this doesn't matter until it gets broken again don't, in don't three months. Don't forget Leyline Binding. Leyline Binding <laughs> can't get out from this either, right? Yeah. Like, six mana, which is actually just one mana, uh, remove anything from the game. Also keeps your cascade deck in perfect harmony, yep. right? Like it doesn't it doesn't screw up your cascade deck in any way. Oh. Ridiculous. And then the deck like has three mana Teferi, so you like play the Teferi and bounce your leyline binding, knowing you're giving them the thing back because you're recasting to like draw four cards because you get all the up a bean. It's like my concern with the deck. I played the deck and it felt like I literally could not lose to opponents. My big worry was, oh my god, am I gonna mill out? That was my because I'm trying to win with like shardless <laughs> agents and I got like eight cards in my deck and I'm like, oh god, like they have forty cards in their deck, but I've drawn all my cards. Can I actually get lethal before I just run out of cards? That was the that was the one thing that sort of kept the deck in check but we got to move on to maybe one of the biggest announcements we've had in a while so this when we started the cast there was this weird like rumor floating or there was this article posted on Dicebreaker about Magic the Gathering Marvel Universes Beyond crossover they had posted this article 
and then like deleted it a few minutes later and we're like, what's going on? Well, now Watsy has confirmed this. There is Marvel Universes Beyond. In the way they're describing this, this isn't a tentpole release. There are tentpole releases, plural. This is going to be a really, really huge, impactful, multiple sets, commander decks, multiple. Tentpole release was Lord of the Rings. That was That's what they consider a tentpole release. And they're talking about this as in multiple tentpole releases over the course of a period of time. So... X-Men coming to magic, right? Is that what this means? Is that the, the TLDR? What, how much does this matter? What do you guys think of this announcement? Sets for X-Men, baby. <laughs> what do you think? amazing, right, Crib? You're speechless. Get us off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually think this is that cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Marvel snap. The Marvel snap. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This is ruining my immersion. It's, uh, it's, it's ruining, you know, like, I. Oh, okay, I can't even, like, say this with a straight face. Uh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, dude. I mean, I'm going to try to form a sentence here, but. Ah, yeah, dude. This is everything, right? This is everything I ever wanted. This is honestly like I want this 50 times a year. I'm not even joking here. I I love this. Marvel getting a set. I I need one whole Doctor Strange line. I need the Eye of Agamotto as an equipment. I need everything. I want Dormammu, not my although my dog did look at me while I said that I have a dog named Thor. I yeah, you know, I I, I dabble in Marvel. I don't care <laughs> what they do at this point. As long as they just give me some kind of some amount of superheroes, this is huge. Also, holy hell, what does this mean for magic? Right? Like like you now have Spider-Man in your game? Yo, this is insane, right? Like like whether I whether you like Marvel or not, and I know that everybody's like, oh, God, they're not only they making 50 movies every week, which I'm like, hell yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, like, this is, oh, this is happening. It's real. It's so real. Like, like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Ah! we have their disclaimer. We don't know that it's real yet, right? It was. Well, no, 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 no. No, Magic has since confirmed. Magic Since the podcast, there's an article on the mothership that is saying. Oh, it's real. It's real. It's real. Yeah. It's, oh, in, it's it in the Discord. Yep. Very real. Okay, okay, okay. <gasps> also, I love the amount of people that have now texted me and added me. <laughs> They're like, hey, yo, you you up? And I'm like, yeah, I'm up. <laughs> oh, baby, I'm up oh, right now. Oh, they even now. have a little picture thing. Oh, wow. There it's might be a, a video, actually. I haven't been able to watch it because we're in the podcast. But I believe there's a video, like, teaser trailer that you can watch. So, yeah, it's, it's like official, it. official. They, they got a cap shield right there. It's not like, okay, you get the you get the. The, the D tier heroes from whatever comics. <laughs> so they give us straight to the cap. They give us right Stilt there. Man. They give us the I, Wizard. This Great Lakes Avengers. These. <laughs> this is where it's like they completely miss the mark. I'm so like, what is this? I I have questions for you guys because you both really are into Marvel. I don't know what an X Men is, so I'm on I'm on the outside. I I have a couple of questions. Question number one is: Does this surprise you at all? Because from the outside, I would assume the popularity of Marvel Snap might be like making Marvel view Wizards as a competitor. And I figured, well, maybe that makes it less likely that Magic actually gets this IP because they'd rather just, you know, use their IP to make Marvel Snap uh, as good as it could be. Does it surprise you at all to see this actually happening in a world of Marvel Snap? Yes. It, it, I, like, this is, I think, what made it so 
There's not just Marvel Snap, right? There's the fact that, you know, Lorcana exists, yeah. right? And Lorcana I know that Disney. Lorcana is Disney, but I know they want to keep it classic Disney IP. But, uh, like, anyways, <laughs> uh, the, sorry, I was just casually croaking. Um, uh, but, yeah, I... I I see Disney wanting to keep Marvel to themselves, right? And then Marvel Snap, another thing. So, like, to see them still lend the IP out in the spaces where, like, I would consider, you know, a small, tiny magic ga- uh, game here, a direct competitor, right? Like, like I, but, and, and I'm, that's why I just did not imagine them lending the IPs out. This is kind of nuts. Like, this is something I daydreamed about and just never thought could happen. Yeah, I, I'm less surprised about Marvel because Marvel's a very forward-thinking company, right? Like, they, they're the ones that took comic books and made them cool, which comic books were, like, beyond dead when they started, like, all the They Marvel They stuff, actually right? were on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, before but the movies. Wizards, on the other hand, this is a hot, relevant IP that's very expensive, Right, so I'm surprised that Wizards had the foresight to shell out the money because you, 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 this was going to cost them a pretty penny, right? And they went after something hot, unlike <clears throat> Doctor Who or something, you know, like some <laughs> like old thing, you know, like yeah. Walking Dead Walking or whatever, dead. past its prime, you know. Even Lord of the Rings is like 25 year old since its last, you know, hurrah or whatever, right? But you know, at least that's a classic. But I'm surprised Wizards was willing to put this investment in. So I'm very excited to see where this goes. Like a, oh, can you imagine? You go watch whatever Marvel movie flavor of the week is in the theaters. Then you go home and play some commander with all the characters. And like, oh, it's like so much crossover potential. And then you watch a Netflix series about whatever. And like, there's just so much you can do here. And the showcase. Oh my God, Krim. I know. Like, oh my God. Comic book you know, you know who invented var- variants? Like, come on. Like, here we go. Right? Yeah, like, we can get so much showcase <laughs> art, secret layers. Like, oh, and they're going to be so good. So I am, I'm ready for this. I, I hope there's no weird stipulation where like Disney's like, you can use our characters, but your game's got to suck or something. It's got to be like worse than Snap or something like that. Like, <laughs> oh, I highly God. doubt it. But, you know, I, I highly doubt they'd be that stupid, right? So I'm assuming. I, I actually think Disney would put in the clause that says, I need a card better than the One Ring. This card better be the cornerstone of your format and be played everywhere. And I could totally believe they put that clause in there and Wizards signed off on it. So, like, I don't want to be upstaged by the One Ring, okay? I want, like, the one of one... You know the eye of Agamotto, uh, all the, the, the in- power stones or whatever, the right? Infinity like, stones. Oh yeah. my god, that could be an Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, <laughs> like like imagine the the hunt across the multiverse for the Infinity Stones, right? Like they're gonna make them pop off. It's gonna be wild. So I I am super excited for this comic book variants. Yes, comic black and white panel background, right? Comic book panels, but then the yep. superhero, the text and the name and stuff like those are in color. Like, so, so, so how big, this is pretty big, right? Marvel's like, cause we've been talking about Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, like what could be the, the biggest, most impactful universes beyond outside of Lord of the Rings, which we already did. Is this like the Star Wars level? What is a Lord of the Ring? Is this, is this like, is this like the S tier though? Like, is this as big as it gets? Like Spider-Man? I, I'm gonna show Star you something Wars. right here. Star Wars could be up there. 
Uh, what else could be left up there? Okay, okay. But this so, is so not Doctor Who or something. This is an actual like game changer as far as the this, size of the IP. This is Lord of the Rings down here, right? This is Marvel up here, right? <laughs> so, like, like even though I'm using Marvel to represent Lord of the Rings, that's right, Lord of the Rings fans. <laughs> like, true I, cinema is back. <laughs> I know, Real cinema I, I just, is back. I know nothing about them equally. I, I, I'm pretty sure Marvel movies rake in way more than Lord of the Rings did, right? I don't know. If you, this is probably... I mean... You so can I look it up because like, I know I, Endgame or something was the biggest movie so or something of all time. Endgame, right? Endgame. Uh, to put this in context, Endgame brought it came out in 2019, 2.8 billion dollars in global revenue. To put that in context, Magic last year celebrated Magic as a whole making a billion dollars for the year. So this one Endgame movie was roughly like three times uh, the best year of Magic. For a single movie, <laughs> so I guess Marvel's way bigger than Magic at this point. Do you think this will, will this bring people in? Will this bring? Are we going to see new? Is this a thing that gets like we talked about the Pokemon cards at McDonald's or whatever? Like, is this the thing that does that for Magic that makes it actually mainstream and then not this like uh, fringe thing? Like, is this the thing that mainstreams Magic? Let's let's be honest here. There's a ton of. Marvel games that have come before, right? We're talking like Marvel versus. Uh, we have all these just random Marvel games that just weren't that good, right? Um, and I'm I'm sorry, versus enjoyers, but you know, let's be real, right? Like, let's be <laughs> let's be real. I look, I get it, but they just weren't good. And now you have a proven game system, like a core gameplay system that is good. I. This is the power of what I think. This is where magic is. Oh my god, they've got a tried and true, a proven good game, and now they can. They've learned how to like like add IPs and make it fit into their game. Like I think this is huge. I I do think this will draw a lot of people into magic because people have wanted a good Marvel game, not some weird, you know, like yeah, and like don't get me wrong, I love I I love Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap's a great game, but like it's a great game, a mobile game, a digital game, but I'm talking like a tabletop game cuz then there's like what these uh like sleeves are from, Marvel Champions, fun board game, fun tabletop card game, right? Like, you know, board game night stuff, but like not a game game and magic will do that so let me let me let me have the one negative thing here and i'm curious what you think on this is magic as its own ip going away because the thing i noticed in this is wizards laid out the whole schedule up till 2026 and they announced final fantasy for 2025 as a temple release we know what a temple release is it's lord of the rings all the commander decks multiple different releases the whole shebang lord of the rings the biggest set of the year so they announced final fantasy as the 2025 temple universes beyond set this announcement also says that the first of the marvel uh releases is going to be a temple release in 2025 that would mean two lord of the rings universes beyond level sets in the same year do you think we're moving to a world where we're going to be getting like one in world magic set a year and just a bunch of universes beyond or maybe a world where there's zero Ixalans and Kamigawas, and it's all just every three months we're going from Final Fantasy to Marvel to Doctor Who or whatever. Like, is that the path we're on? And is that good or bad? 
definitely going to happen. And we're going to have this retrospective where, like, why did Wizards kill Magic IP? And we're just like, oh, we didn't want to kill it. And it's literally the same thing with Limited, right? It's not that you explicitly killed it. It's you put all your resources into Universes Beyond, right? Like, every year, they're like, how do we print more money? Well, last year, Lord of the Rings did very well. So what can we do this year? Oh, let's do Marvel. So if once Marvel is done, Star Wars is next. And it's only going to get bigger and bigger. The big problem is... Krim was not hyped to play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Krim was hyped about Marvel, right? And in 20 years, when he remembers this moment, he's going to remember Spider-Man doing... He hates Spider-Man. Doctor Strange <laughs> doing some stuff. <laughs> and the nostalgia is being attached to Doctor Strange and not Magic the Gathering. Like, that's the biggest problem. We don't have that IP. Like, today, people do all kinds of weird Pokemon things not because they remembered playing the game. I mean, I'm sure some people do, right? But people remember the IP. They remember the original 151 Pokemon. They remember Pikachu and whatever, and they're attached to that. We don't have that nostalgia, right? And we're actually going further away from that. And when we look back on 2023, we'll be like, yeah, that was the year of Lord of the Rings, not that Ixalan. was the year of <laughs> or whatever, Ixalan yeah. or whatever, whatever new mechanic came up. I can't even remember, right? Like, it, like what, what plane did we go to? Who knows? But Lord of the Rings happened and the One Ring happened, right? So that's the problem. The nostalgia is being carried with other IPs and they're making it all like a bandit. I'm sure Marvel's looking at that One Ring and they're like, oh, can we sell a $5 million <laughs> card? Like maybe they check Post Malone. Do you like Marvel? What character do you like? <laughs> you know, <laughs> What would you like to see? And then they want a $5 million serialized card to go and like make all the news, bring all the marketing for Marvel. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think Marvel's getting a great deal out of this. Like they're, they're using mean, our game and like no one cares about the actual game, right? They care about the IP. So they get us well, as a but, vehicle. But this, the, the game is what would make it better than every other failed game before. Well, so. the game needs to be passable, which we, we would agree that magic <laughs> is. Magic, magic, this game that we're uh, deeply in love with, is at least passable. Can yeah, like hope. if it was terrible, yeah. it would suck, right? But again, like you're not going to recount the amazing magic experience. You're going to recount the, you know, I was dead and then I, I called upon the hammer and thored him out, whatever, right? Like you're going you're gonna to talk it, it's about It's me all near. It's me all near. All right. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. so, so is the TLDR short term? This seems like it's going to be a huge boon long term. Anyone's guess 20 years from now, like Maybe it's a negative impact 20 years from now on Magic, but for the for the short term, at least, it should be a huge positive. What 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 I'm just very curious. How does this feel short term? I feel like this is I feel like this is going to be a long lasting effect of good things. Like there's a lot of it sounds negative when I hear like these like short term things. Yes, I get it. It's a it could be a quick cash grab. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But like. This doesn't feel like like there's like the you downside can't sell the magic of Marvel. game outside of the game. Like you can't throw the magic rule set on a cereal box and call it a day. You can't throw it on a pair of toddler shoes <laughs> and call it a day. Like have you actually gone into like a Target and looked around? It's all yeah. Marvel, right? You're like you that damn right. is Marvel. That lunchbox <laughs> is Marvel. That sippy cup is Marvel. The cereal yeah. is Marvel. Like, that's what you can do when you have strong IP. But you can't be like, 
here's you know upkeep untap uh, like, <laughs> mana base and like slap it on a, a thing and like sell it right you have to sell the characters you need to sell jace on your cereal box and without jace having a presence you can't like make this free money right like marvel made the leap from comics into just generic ip right like magic needs to make the leap from card game into generic ip and it's really hard to do that when you don't have ip so i would hope they take all this money they're about to make from marvel and funnel it into that netflix series and funnel it into you know some like actual like writing and somehow develop this ip but i'm afraid they'll be like wow that was easy money let's just do star wars right (laughs) like why bother making jace cool when i can just have Luke Skywalker and then call it a day, right? And, you know, CEO printing money hand over fist and then they'll be like, yes, promotion. Next year, what do you want to do, right? And they just keep getting the hot IP of the year. So that that's the fear, that they're not developing their own IP. That, that was what? kind of my I, th- take. That's, oh, go ahead, Grim. That's, the, everybody says that, but let's be real, the IP, <laughs> they weren't even trying to build, they can't, like, are you kidding me? Like, like, but, let's be real. Uh, but at the same <laughs> Come time, on, like, guys, remember, <laughs> uh, remember how you always say though, magic needs the anime. We need to animate. That would really get magic going. I think like if we're, if we trend in a world where we're only universes beyond or primarily universes beyond, that's just dead, right? You're not going to, why would you ever make a Jace <laughs> anime or Chandra anime when your big sets are Star Wars, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, I, so I think the question is, like, is this on top of magic? Are they still doing four in-universe sets a year and pushing that and, like, trying to also develop that? Or does this just, like, kind of like kind of like play boosters? So does this just kind of push the magic sets out of existence because Universes Beyond is so popular? There's no point in making Ixalan or Kamigawa and even trying to, like, have magic lore because you're going to make ten times as much by just bringing a Marvel set because IP is so popular. I... I... I look at it the other way where it would be, oh, yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe this feels like, like, you know, that it's like that one meme where I forgot somebody, it, it, the point is, I, it makes me think of the fact, uh, like, what are, oh, God, let me form a sentence here because I am so freaking excited <laughs> over all this. Um, I think of it in a way where it'd be more along the lines of, yeah, maybe this is, Somebody sees magic and they're like, oh, this is that card game. This this is that show that is based off the card game that has Marvel in it, right? So just because so, – like that will then bring people to watching a, a straight up just normal magic show that's like normal IP if they decided to ever make this anime, right? Like like if, I, if they ever put out this anime, they'd be like, oh, that's the anime of the magic like affiliated card game thing. But wouldn't people just be like, I'll watch the new X-Men or like Marvel? No, like, why, diff- why would they why would they choose the like <laughs> maybe there's a character from this game that put Spider-Man in it that I've never heard of. I'll watch that show over watching actual Marvel <laughs> like that. That would be, be my or Star well, Wars or whatever. The the fandoms of these things. Let's be honest here. OK, actually, I, I do believe that <laughs> there is a population of uh, of magic players that will only watch and enjoy one thing and that's it and get like so that that's that's fair but i do think that the like the the, the fact that there's an anime people won't just choose like 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 the x-men uh, like over the anime because anime is an entirely different medium magic should still have like anime and x-men are two different things to me 
So that's why if if they weren't different things, it wouldn't have been a big deal when they made an X Men anime, and that was huge. Although it sucked, uh, <laughs> like like the this is the I don't think you choose one or the other. I think both like the fandoms are eating good. You can enjoy them all. Is the so end of is if that's how it ends up, then I think that's probably good. I think the question is, does Wizards view it that way, or does Wizards like the draft booster thing? They're just like, oh. In universe sets where you know market forces have made it so you how in universe sets we're gonna go away anyway, so we're just gonna do all universes beyond sets. Like we just saw this happen with the boosters, so I think that's the question: is five years from now, like what is the what does the product lineup look like? Is it are there how many in universe sets even exist at that point? So I hope Wizards is viewing it the way you are, Krem, where they're like, we can do all this super cool Marvel stuff and super cool Lord of the Rings stuff. And we can, like, use all this new burst of money to make the magic anime or make the in-universe stuff as good as possible. But I do have a little fear that it it's, would be easy to go the other way and just be like, eh, Universe of Beyond is so popular. Why even bother, you know, hiring people to make magic art and design in-universe cards anymore? Because it's, it's kind of like when we make a video. At some point, you're like, you make a bunch of videos that are really popular and they make an unpopular one. And you get the question in your head, like... Am I going to keep making these unpopular videos when I could just make a popular one that I know people would like? And I wonder if Watsy gets to that point and it's like, eh, maybe we just cut the cut the Ixalons of the world because they don't sell as much as the Marvels of the world. Okay, we're going long, but I got a question for Krim. So Snap, right? They use real comic book art, like cover yeah. art, like real art from comics, right? Yep. What if Watsy used magic artists to re-render, you know, Wolverine, Doctor Strange, etc. I don't would Marvel ever allow that? And would you want to see that? Or do you want to see, you know, the iconic artists and the iconic art and all that? Or do you want to see, I don't know, random hot magic artists drawing, you know, whatever the latest character is? I'd want to see all of that. Is that too much to ask? Like, this, is, this isn't, this is like, some small IP that maybe, like, one to two people might celebrate, right? Like, this this is a very big IP. And, like, why wouldn't we want to see, like... Okay, I don't know if Rebecca it's, it's Gay like likes... Who, right? Like, they, right? They, like, they just redrew everyone, <laughs> like, using... Like, I don't know, right? There's no Doctor Who source material, right? But they, I guess they could have used photos but, from the, the show. But they, they decided to redraw everyone. And I don't know how people like that. Do, do people actually like that? And do we want okay. to see a reinterpretation of Wolverine? Or do we want to just see classic literal Wolverine, 90s yeah. Jim Lee Wolverine <laughs> like right there? That's it. Like, don't touch it, right? In reality, I, I'm going to be honest. I think because of the licensing of the art and stuff like that, I don't know how – I mean, I, I, how hard are they trying to go, like, when it comes to, like, you know, the how much money they want to sink into this, right? Because they'll then have to, what, buy the licenses to where not only is Marvel, like, selling it out, you know, like, what's their relationship with the artist that made the art, right? Like, so maybe – Maybe we do – it's more likely that we'll get to see popular magic artists redo some things, right? Some iconic images and stuff like that. Uh, but whichever version of it, I just – all I ask is that it is not arcane in that – do you remember how the arcane <laughs> art, right? It was like – it looked like I screen capped an, a picture, like a, a, like a, a scene out of the episode – and then yep. I slapped it on a card, right? It looks yep. almost like a proxy, right? So, uh, but as long as 
that is what it is, right? Like, it, that isn't what it is. I don't want it to look like the arcane style art. And the character that's in the card is centered. Um, that's all I care about. Like, that you actually can tell, hey, this is a Doctor Strange card. Right, not is that Doctor Strange in the background of this card? Like, like, but it's a doc. You know what I mean? Like, because like Arcane felt like it was a really odd looking piece of art. It was kind of bad. Like, it right? turns out the set is just screen caps of all the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, you you have the rights to use screen caps from Avengers. That's it. Go Watsy. <laughs> oh, remember that'd be the horrendous. That that'd be the one way to take this hard, right? I hope. I hope we get early previews somewhere just so that we can be reassured that it's what we're thinking it is, and like not some weird deal that they cut that they like totally got like oh done <laughs> uh i i would be surprised i i'm pretty sure though just the way they describe this in the announcement being like multiple temple sets like this is this sounds like this is going to be a big thing for years probably like at least a couple of years of sets of this so i imagine just the way they're talking about it that they they went all out on this i can't imagine that they didn't especially with what we've seen from past temples that's like lord of the rings where they uh, they definitely like put a lot of time into making that set so i imagine this is going to be this is going to be a big one so i'm curious if you're if you're listening watching this a place with comments what do you think about this because this is super 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 huge news uh moving back to the world of the present though this is 2025 so that's like still two years in the future we got oh. a we got a universe beyond coming out. Well, I guess this is actually like three or four months in the future, but we got a bunch of Fallout spoilers for some reason. The day after Doctor Who released and the day before Ixalan spoilers, we snuck in a bunch of Fallout cards. Uh, we we're gonna try to like tier list universes beyond sets, but I think it's we're going too long for that. So maybe that's a cast in the future, like a bonus video or something. But uh, let's let's talk a little bit about these Fallout spoilers before we get to the end of the cast. But I do gotta ask you. Where does Fallout rank? We disagreed Marvel is like S tier, along with like Lord of the Rings. Along Walking with Lord Dead. of the Rings. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the biggest selling set yeah, of is. all time. It like, is. how can it, it not is. be considered S tier? This is, this and then is Walking like, Dead like is, not even. Walking Dead is F tier. Okay, so it's S plus. We'll give Marvel S plus. Thank you. But if we Thank agree you. that that's like the top end, bottom end's probably Walking Dead, I would say, or maybe Fallout based on the reaction. Not Fallout. Um,. <laughs> Oh, what's one Phil plays? I can't think of the name of it now. The dancing shooting game. Oh, Fortnite. Fortnite, oh, yes. The dancing shooting. <laughs> the dancing shooting game. You play Fortnite. The, I, that's been Seth, a long time. It's been a long time. One hell of an excellent like description because I did not think Fortnite. <laughs> on that. I'm like, where, what the hell is that? Where does where does Fallout rank? Give me your tier ranking for Fallout as an IP and Magic, like mid tier. I mean, so from from the way, like you know. Obviously, I've never played uh, any of the Fallouts, so you've heard me talk about like how I'm just not excited for. I, I didn't really care about the Fallout IP, right? But that is, I am an oddity because I feel like when you look at the most popular games, like from like 2010 forward, Fallout is under that. It, I, like because Fallout New Vegas, Fallout Three, these are iconic games. This is like even I open play Fallout Crib. I think oh, it's the really? first time ever Wait. that I have played a game and you haven't. Yeah. Are you trolling? I a, oh, no, no way. I, 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 play... I, see, I see Crib logged in on Fallout when I log into my Steam account. What is this? First Hold off, on. okay, let me let me elaborate now <laughs> on that. Uh, I started playing because I, I was like, okay, well, it's getting a magic set, and this game was popular enough like to where <laughs> it only took getting a magic set for me to finally be like, oh, okay, I'll try it. 
are you are you playing like the Vegas one, whatever New yeah. Vegas, Las Vegas? Yeah. That was the one that I, I that was the main one that I played. That game's actually like for its time, it was like a really big game, and it was actually pretty fun. It still holds up, and that's kind of like like the graphics. You could tell they're from 2010, but like the gameplay, right? But but oh my god, I got hit with a load. My mind that Seth played some AAA game. I know. What are are the chances? (laughs) It blows my mind. I got hit with a load screen and I was mind blown. I was like, "What the hell is that? Oh oh my god, it's a load screen." (laughs) I feel like it fits in Magic better than I remembered that it would. Like the zombies kind of fit the mutant. Just looking at the cards we've seen spoiled so far. Compared, maybe it's just because it's compared to Doctor Who, because that's the most recent set, and Doctor Who is like about as far away from magic as we've gotten for a universe is beyond. This one, though, it looks pretty magic-y, right? Like, you could, I, I could see this being just like a in-universe magic set for the most part. Like, there's some weird, you know, treatments or whatever that are very fallouty, but zombies and mutants and dogs, like, that's all pretty magic-y. I mean, at this point, I... I'm not are we even asking is this magic y anymore? Because I feel like everything is possible now. Universe is beyond truly living up to its name. So yeah, I think it is magic y. It's not like I don't bat an eye. I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's weird. Wait, I now know that, what vats. You think this a British guy magic-y. eating a sandwich was magic y? Yeah, that British Doctor guy Doctor eating Who a sandwich is not magic on this. <laughs> I look at Doctor Who cards and I'm like, they're so out of place. Like the art style and the settings. And I watched more Doctor Who episodes, by the way. And, like, there were a lot of mental gymnastics needed to fit this in the world of magic. Like, the the horror aspects or, like, the, the kind of, like, the fantasy aspects are very minimal in the, in the set. And they don't really feel as magic When I look at the Fallout cards, I'm like, okay, this is, like, giving me the, the vibes of, like, futuristic thing that fits in magic. It's, like, kind of like Warhammer where you're, like... What does space got to do with fantasy? But you look at it and you're like, yeah, actually, it kind of fits and it doesn't look out of place. Seth is dead on with like just random British guys standing there and like, <laughs> it's like we had like the office magic. <laughs> I'm sure we can make it work, office right? But you're like, I, I don't, I don't get why. <laughs> I love it. But sure, right? Like that, that's Doctor Who to me, right? Like I'm like, I don't really get it. it doesn't seem to fit, and the cards look weird. But I, I feel I think- Fallout is pretty on flavor. I think that only feels that way because y'all didn't like Doctor Who until like 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 that much, right? Like like until like never even played Fallout. I'm worse than Seth here. I'm like, what's a Fallout? No, I mean like for for me who has been like who's watched a good chunk of Doctor Who, I I didn't think it was any weirder than anything else. I mean, yeah, like I get it. I get what what Seth is bringing up. Like, yeah, there's it's just like a dude standing there, right? Like that's and he's not even looking menacingly. Uh, the, no, he's eating a the, sandwich in his garage. <laughs> he's but, moving like, his chair slightly to the left. That's that's like the <laughs> camp and the humor of like why I like it. And and the way the art looks, it has this like little like blur. Like, you know, there's this grainy look over it. That's like the BBC filter. <laughs> like because if you watch Doctor <laughs> if you watch Doctor Who, that's that's like the filter, right? Like it looks like it's got kind of got that gradient, like weird look on it. But mm. I don't know. So right. to me, that wasn't that weird. Let's talk doc. Doctor Who. Let's talk Fallout cards, okay? Uh, let's see if you guys remember any of these characters. This is all foreign to me. Doctor Madison Lee is Jess guy. Three mana, so blue, red, and white. Two, three. Legendary creature, human scientist. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, you get one energy. Tap. Pay one energy. Target creature gets plus one, plus zero, and gains trample 
end haste until end of turn. Tap, pay three energy, draw a card. Tap, pay five energy. Return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So speaking of broken resource systems, <laughs> energy is back. Yeah, this is one. Is this card broken in any way? Is, this, is it fine? I see energy on it. I get worried. Is this okay? Is, <laughs> so, is energy broken in 2023, Richard? Let me ask you well, that. So remember. Of all the things. This is not 60 card legal. So it's just commander pre-con. So in the context of like being a commander, I think it's perfectly fine. Energy is like pretty janky in commander, isn't it? I don't know if I've ever played against a dedicated energy deck in commander at this Tomer. point. So, Tomer. So, did Tomer play energy? The one commander clash, there was energy. Oh, right. Yeah. See, that doesn't even count, though. Even Tomer didn't actually really, <laughs> really play a dedicated energy deck, even though he was supposed to. But, like, I think it's cool to have an energy commander. I saw, like, Etherworks Marvel, like, got bought out this week because of this card. So people seem hyped for it. So I think it's cool to have a an energy commander. I think if it was 60 card legal, it would probably still actually be fine. Like, it's not three mana, two, three legendary. How busted could it be? But I think it's a cool card. I think I I think it's fine. Like I don't know if it's busted. It just looks fine. I, this isn't the card that I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? Like the, this to, for me, it's actually the kill spell. It's Vats, Ooh, which Vats. I learned what what oh, what that isn't is. That card this week, horrible. Isn't that like the, the worst card, card cool. of all time? It's so cool. It's four mana, split second in black. Choose any number of target creatures with equal toughness. Destroy the chosen creatures. Isn't yeah, that still cool. unplayable? I would. Would you put it in your deck? I think that it's, card's still I, unplayable I, at first glance. <laughs> I would try it. It's split second. It's got, which makes sense because that's flavor-wise. Like, I, I mean, I guess, yeah. Maybe Krim it's loves Wrath so much. He even loves the ones that don't actually really kill much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, hey, four hey. mana split second kill one creature. It's spot horrendous. That's okay, like kind of okay. okay. And then if you can, like, sweep up a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I guess it's good against decks like spewing a bunch of the same token or whatever, speed. like something like that. And it, yeah. it's split second, right? So you can't like phase out. You can't protect your creature. So if your creature does not have hexproof, like it's gone. So do we have a split yeah. second removal spell already, Krim? We we do. We have all well, like for enchantments and stuff like that. We have Kroos and Grip yeah, and yeah, things no, no, like for that. A creature. Uh, for creatures, there's sudden spoiling. That's like removal, right? That makes everything zero twos, right? Something like that. Zero, oh, yeah. one. zero one. So if you do it during combat, yeah, you can get it. some. I know we have some like targeted split second removal. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's better so, than. Maybe it's slightly better than I think. I saw a bad wrath, but if you put it in the context of like. It's, it's a targeted a removal spell with upside. Then I can kind of see. I still. There's so many options these days. My, I still don't know how often it would make split my deck. Second but. is underrated, and that we should be playing a lot of split second cards. Like and the phase out meta. So I'm, I'm willing to true. try Vats here. Just four mana, split second kill something, and upside of just randomly tagging a bunch of stuff. I yeah. I have also, a card to get it. Oh, go ahead, Krim. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe it's the same card, but I think there is a card that will actually like if we're talking about just again we which we are surely power level. I, I there's a blue card that looks very very good. What what uh, blue card do you like, Grim? Radstorm. Which yeah. I I found yeah. out what Rad stands for because when I think Rad like Rad dude, but like no, I, <laughs> radical I, gnarly. Yeah, like radical gnarly. Yeah, no, I it's, <laughs> I found so out Radstorm. Instant storm proliferate. Yeah. And then yeah, that's it. Storm and proliferate. Blue instant. Good God, this is sick. It also stands for radiation, by the way. I, th I, th I think so, that's what rad is. 
So how much does proliferating cost? Three? Is it two mana now? They got it down to two mana, right? Just a spell that proliferates. So you're paying like yeah. double for the storm aspect. It seems yeah. like that's probably worth it in a like a, a super friends deck, some sort of counters deck. Like that's probably the biggest upside is you jam in your super friends and try to like ultimate your super friends right away or something like that's that's probably pretty busted in the right deck. Yeah, like this is not like an every deck card. It's very specific, but like what it what a deck that wants to like proliferate is gonna love this, right? Like yeah. now now we get a chance to just play prologue to Phyresis once and win faster. I I gotta ask Richard about this card because it made me think of him when I saw this, and I, I need to know if you think this card is actually good. And that card's over encumbered. It's a two mana <laughs> white aura. It enchants a player, an opponent. When it ETBs, that player gets a clue, food, and a junk. Uh, a junk is a new artifact token that you can pay one sack and you get to, like, impulse draw a card for the turn. And then it says at the beginning of combat on enchanted player uh, opponent's turn, that player may pay one for each artifact they control. If they don't, creatures can't attack this combat. So you give this to the person with the scary board. It gives them these three somewhat beneficial artifact tokens. But in theory, they're going to have mana rocks. You put it on the artifact deck and it just essentially locks someone out of combat for as long as it sticks around. Is that worth? No, this card's trash. It's I mean, <laughs> some weird political thing where you're like, I'll give you a clue and you help me because it's. So clue to crack is two mana. Food to crack is two mana. Junk is one mana. So you can get rid of all the artifacts that they give you yep. for upside. And then, like, say you don't want to. You just pay three and you smash their face, right? It's just three, period. Yeah, they can just attack. It's not, like, per creature or anything. No, it is so, It is one time, yeah. I think this is terrible. And, like, the person that has a lot of artifacts is, like, the treasure deck. And they'll just get rid of their treasures. Everyone else will just, like pay five and they, they they see it coming right like it's sitting there they're like okay if i want to lethal you i gotta have like five man or something and then <laughs> i can do it so i actually think this card's trash is it good cool <laughs> i was thinking you it think could good? be good to like shut down so it's a weird card because i don't we're talking about commander right yeah, yeah, yeah. oh a... yeah so obviously yeah, commander yeah, yeah. So, obviously it's got to be it's only legal in commander you, i think you metagaming your pod against the artifact player <laughs> i mean i'm no i'm thinking though like <laughs> you should you should I've seen Ghostly Prison be very effective at getting people not to attack. And then this triggers on any artifact. Everyone's playing Mana Rock. So if it's like pay three, pay four to attack, I don't know. Like, is that enough? I don't like but that you're giving person, your opponent. Though. It is like, only like, one it person. It affect everyone. And you are giving them beneficial things, like, which is awkward. I think I want awkward. you to cast this on me. Like, I'm like, give me the clue. <laughs> is it, is it actually a jump. secret rendezvous? Yes. Is this a, <laughs> maybe well, yeah, it's this actually helping the opponent. It's a political thing where you're like, cast it on me and I'll, I'll hmm. give you a favor because I want this on me. Uh, I just like the idea of like the person plays Dockside and then you play this and you're like, haha, you're not attacking. But then I guess you're right. They just sack all their treasures and off combo and off and kill you. I mean, yeah, they radstorm you. If they play Toski or something, right? And, like, they want to attack every turn, but they can't until they, they deal with this. But that's not that's not worth a card slot, mm. is it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, man, the more we talk about it, yeah, maybe maybe it's it's no fog. I'll, I'll say that. 
<laughs> they oh, see God, it coming. No. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You will not ruin my good day with your fogs. What, what, what Marvel character would best represent a fog? That's all I want to know. I don't know anything about X-Men, but there's got to be a fog X-Men, right? Who, what's the fog X-Men? <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that is all the cards we have time uh, for today. Richard, no fish mail today, but we might get to him next week. So if people want to send him in, how should they do that? All right, hit us up uh, on Twitter at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MTG Fishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 456 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Krim, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about Ixalan spoilers and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So, until then, have an amazing week, everyone. And this is the crew signing out. 